There we go. We're on episode two of Friday Night Trequatistas. How are we all doing? We started a podcast without even knowing it. Literally, <laughs> last last week, I was thinking we're just coming up for a catch-up. And then Hamza says we're on a podcast. I'm thinking, whoa. But you know what? Is like I've like individually I've been speaking to everyone. I've spoken to you, Vish individually, staff individually, uh, even Sal individually, and, and we're me like, individually. It's uh, oh yeah, of course, yeah, you individually <laughs> as well. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is this is this is awesome. Like this is this is a good thing. It's a it's another thing to look forward to on a Monday. Like, well, the only thing to look forward to on Monday because normally there isn't. It's the start of the work week. Yeah, um, I like football with that if there's a good game to watch, but. And yeah. here's Sal joining, yeah. so... We'll that is so true, there. but, you know, credit to you guys. You know, you've put in a lot of hard work and effort to uh, get us to where we are today. And, uh, you know, it's exciting times and looking forward to the future of this podcast. Yeah, and I really enjoyed how, like, we all just had a mad rush to join it as well. We were just like, oh, yeah, right. Arif will do this, 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 and this. I'll do this, this, and this. Vish will do his bit, Sal will do his bit, Saf will do his bit. And the fact we've got a good group together and we'll make it work, then... Bradford boys finally here. Here he is. I'm not even in Bradford, man. <laughs> bro, your location sitting right there. I can see it says Bradford, bro. How are you doing, Salim? You okay? Yeah, good. I'm just looking for my AirPods. I've got them. This, this was a guy that, uh, for the listeners, this is a guy that come in, I think, about 45 to 50 minutes late last week. 54, as Vish quoted last week. 54 more. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he then he left yeah with a with a world beating statement. Do you, do you mind repeating that, please? We don't need to hear that again. No, nah, we don't. I think so we should leave that till be, we should leave that till the end of the show. To be honest, I remember any statements I made last. From what I understand, we're talking about the Ballon d'Or for 2020. Yeah, you know how last week uh, Safa and Arif were in that little messy Ronaldo debate. We're not going to go into that yet. But we are going to talk about just who would, who would you think would be a Ballon d'Or contestant? And if you think a defender or a midfielder should get a Ballon d'Or nomination and then a win. Well, but let's start. Who for, wants to start with this? I'll, go, I'll, I'll start. Um, first of all, I don't think Messi is even in the conversation for 2020. He's, he's not in the conversation. That's just fact. And I don't think anyone in this group will disagree with me that he's not in the conversation, um, especially with everything that's been going off the field as well. He's not really been able to concentrate on his football. I don't know, there was a, there was a crazy stat that the only goal he scored has been a penalty. If anyone if anyone can back that up, I don't know, but that's that's what I heard. Uh, I don't really pay attention to Lionel Messi these days. It's more, you know, on the, on the real goats of the game. Um, you know, people like, well, the only goal of the game, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, in terms of anyone else coming in for 2020, off the top of my head, there's there's no one that really springs to mind other than Cristiano Ronaldo in what in terms of what he's doing. Uh, maybe we can put Bruno Fernandes in there as well. Um, I think I'll, I'd probably put Bruno Fernandes in there as well. <laughs> I was not expecting that as your extra player, Bruno Fernandes. Um, Come on, ring the bell, tell him his time. <laughs> purely based on the fact of the level of impact the guys had <laughs> in just a short amount of months. So I think, I think I'd think i probably put him in there as well. For me, my top yeah. three, I'd probably go for Lewandowski being number one. Again, it's the cliche because it's been Lewandowski number one. Then I would probably find a way to get to Kevin De Bruyne into there as well. 
I think he's quite yeah, really, agreed, he's fantastic. Agreed. I think I think Kevin De Bruyne and uh, Bruno Fernandez are pretty even. Yeah, I think I think for me it'd be like Lewandowski and, and KDB. I think it's for them too. For, for for me, it's for them too. Like look at what Lewandowski's done in the last season, especially. Even like um, Joshua Kimmich, I think he's he's quite a shout underrated player, but he's been quality. They've been quality well. their fullbacks because Kimmich can play I in think, like a number of positions. Yeah, he can play anywhere. But then you've got people like Statpad Fernandez getting brought into the conversation. I think we need to respect the Ballon d'Or a bit more than that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, just don't just, 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 just keep talking. Professionally keep talking. Said, you know what? Uh, the the words you chose there, Salim. Yeah, I would have uh, absolutely slaughtered him on the other side. But you know, keep it a bit professional today. Um, but my choice, my choice number one has to be uh, Luan Golski. Yeah, Luan Goldowski, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, as Thomas Muller <laughs> said. Um, second, obviously, um, has to be Messi. Has to be Messi. Yeah. Why does it Thousand- have to be Messi? I'll let you explain. But why does it have to be Messi this year? Okay. The, the reason why, yeah, because this year... I'm not going to be able to explain. What, what do you mean, won't be able to explain? Go on, explain. Yeah. The reason why is because this year he went into that barrier where he broke the 1,000-plus goal and assist um, uh, barrier. That He's the first player to do it. Ronaldo, Ronaldo hasn't done it. Uh, well, he'd done it after him. And don't forget, Ronaldo is 869 days older than Lionel Messi. Yeah? 869 days. Fathom that. Two seasons older have than... You, have you... Oh. Forget that. Forget that anyway. Forget that. We don't need to touch on that. And third, one is, third one is Cristiano Ronaldo. But if I was to award it to someone, it has to be um, uh, Lewandowski because, you know, the, the guy obviously won the Champions League. Um, and look at the amount of goals he's scoring, man. It's ridiculous. Like, for an out-and-out striker... Few years ago, you would have said, you know, people like Suarez and that because they were scoring goals left, right, center. But now, you know, when you uh, now you have to say you have to say uh, Lewandowski. And for for the people who uh, you know uh, threw you know a wild card in there like uh, Fernandez, um, uh, I'd put I'd put Grealish instead of Fernandez. See, I'd agree with that. See, I'm not going to comment. About Grealish, because obviously he plays for a small club called Aston Villa. Um, but Wait, I thought Arif, Arif, Arif told me he joined United. I saw these photos of him <laughs> in the kit reveal, and he was a United top. <laughs> what number did he get, Arif? Was it number eleven? Got you said. I, I think we passed on passed on having him. We, we didn't. In the end, you know, in the end, we we decided not to go with him. So oh. it was it was more down to United than than to player really. Anyway, yeah, forget Grealish. My Ballon d'Or is Lewandowski. The amount of goals he scores, and he scores for fun. It's like he's just waking up, and he's just scoring a goal. It's, it's just I think, so. I think so the thing is, like, he, striker. he scores like he scores every kind of goal as well. Like, like he's out and out. He can do anything, and he's done it in the Champions League as well. He wasn't just in the Bundesliga that he did it. Exactly, and he's won the Champions League, and he's got a medal to prove. But Bruno, like, obviously, I'm a Man United supporter, and. I, the way I see it, I don't even think that he's even in the top 10 right now. Um, because if you I look think, at no, the I stats... Think, I think his quality... If, yeah, he's really good. But if you look at the stats and you're trying to say he's competing for Ballon d'Or, like, yeah, he's created goals. But he's also had a lot of penalties. A lot of penalties. And as you know, penalties are fairly easy to score um, for a player. 
So no, but you know what? On, on Fernandez, he is up there in a sense that he's quality and he had an impact, and you know he he, pro- he you know got United up the table. We can't can't hide the fact. <laughs> this is this, this is the first put, time I've ever seen Sal give credit to Manchester United. I, I can't nah, believe like, it. I, I feel like I feel like we were someone else talk. No, nah, like let's be honest. Like he's he, he he has definitely delivered. Like you know the stat pad. That penalty, whatever, but he has like lifted the team. His general play has been good. He's dominated the midfield. Can't like I'm. I've not seen many players that have joined in January and had that kind of impact in the Premier League. Before. The last one was called Virgil Van Dijk, and look what happened to him. Yeah, yeah that, he's one. No, I agree with Salim there because I um, whatever whatever team he plays for, it's about the impact he had. Now Manchester United, the team was literally flat and dead, um, and then he come. And he's literally lifted them all the way and he's got them a Champions League spot. Now, yeah. obviously not single-handedly because there's 11 players on the pitch, but he's changed the whole morale of the team and he's made them a forward-thinking team. Whereas before him, they were sideways and backwards. Yeah, and like if you look at United's like starting 11 at the start of the season, you had like Ashley Young playing right back, Jesse Lingard playing, you know, like the team was shocking. And he's, mm. you know, come in, changed everything. Like, even in midfield and stuff. But I think, you know, we all expected more from Pogba. So, you could say Fernandez is probably delivering for him as well. Yeah, I, think, I think we'll need, we need three, four hours to talk about Paul Pogba at the moment. No, we're not talking about Paul Pogba at all. This isn't Sky Sports. We're not here for the clickbaits. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got... No one's there's, Graham Sooners here. There's no Sooners or Gary Neville to talk about Paul Pogba. Because then we could have blamed the second pan, the second lockdown on him as well. Like, mm-hmm. our Sooners probably will do in a few days. He probably will. But no, that's absolutely fine. But yeah, just to clarify, we have three Man United fans on the podcast. We have a, a Chelsea fan, if I remember correctly, and Aston the Villa yeah. fan. Just, just about a Chelsea fan. Just about a Chelsea fan. But you yeah. wouldn't name just the start. Oh, oh, how wait, you, how so, okay, so who's the third? Who's the third United fan? There's only there's not that many of us on there. <laughs> Thought Eric was the West Brom fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, we, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we cool, go. cool. So, so then, if we, we had. To... Yeah, but if we were to talk about our World Eleven again, this is a five-a-side podcast. Who would you put in your five-a-side World Eleven for 2020? Because again, we did a little Instagram post. Again, we've got a Friday Night Trek Quartista's Instagram page. But what would you have as a World Eleven? That was a plug. Five-a-side or a six-a-side? So, so we can call it a World Five then. Yeah, World Five. Because I keep thinking well, no, World it, Eleven. It, it was a. It was a. It, we did a Premier League one, didn't we? Yeah, we did a yeah, Premier League Prem one. one. But I was just like, if we're doing a World, we're going for a World one. For Ballon d'Or, yeah. Okay. Oh, off the top of my head. Ah. John, who do you have, have a goal for? Well, no, I think we should all pick our keeper first, then we can pick yeah, our Yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. So I'll go Instead with Yana, one whole team. Go with black. All Black. Anyone disagree? Why, why, why are you going the All Black? Why is that? Why, why are you doing that? I think he's someone that kind of holds that Atletico Madrid defence together. I think it's someone that Simeone trusts and he wouldn't have sold him if he would have sold him to Chelsea like they needed the goalkeeper, Chelsea would have been genuine title contenders from the beginning. Is that kind of powerful presence at the back that they've lacked since Petacek and the Mourinho days? And I reckon if Atletico Madrid can get João Felix going and they can get Luis Suarez going, which they already have, mm. they can be a real force in La Liga. And I think it all starts from Jan Oblak. So Alex Ferguson always said, attack wins you games, but defence wins you titles. I can't think of anyone besides Neuer, Maybe Allison as well that has that kind of impact in goal, just as a goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, but I think like I think there's two ways to look at it as well because Atletico is quite a defensive team, so 
But like you know, it's it's e- like technically it's easier to be a keeper when your team's like you know proper defensive. But Oblak like the sort of save percentages he's got as well. Like there was one point he had like more clean sheets and appearances. So I mean, you can't like does that make sense? That. The, yeah, like how, Sorry. how do you? <laughs> Are you Mike? No, 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 no. I got that wrong. I got that wrong. <laughs> as in, he's uh, he had more clean sheets than goals conceded. Like, his clean sheet percentage. Yeah, yeah, then goals conceded. That he's recording it. games when he's not in blame. Yeah, that's it. He's start padding in it like Bruno. <laughs> Who else would we say for a world um, 11 goalkeeper? I'm, I'm going with David De Gea. The reason, the reason being, I mean, stop shaking his head there. I don't know why he's shaking his head there. David De Gea, you might as well Are you going to let me finish? Are you going to let me finish? I'll give, you, I'll give you your moment. Go on, go on. Go on. <laughs> right. Nobody can say when David De Gea was saving goals with left, right, front, center, when he was on form, there wasn't many people who, who, who didn't say he was the best in the world at that time. Am I right or wrong? Like, oh, yeah, on, he, got, on, he got like that on, United Keeper of the Year or some player of the he year. Got, he got, like, he got play, players, not, yeah. not, not just Keeper, he got a Player of the Year, I think, player, like, player for of the two, year, yeah. two, three seasons. Well, that shows how bad we have been, but also how good he's been. Um, yeah. At one point, he was the best keeper in the world. And for me, he's starting to find some form now. And for me, he's still the... I can't... I mean, look, there, there's some great keeper, goalkeepers out there, but he'd be the best shot stopper you can have, uh, especially on a five-a-side pitch, if we're, if we're being technical. Um, for me, on his day, he's, he's still the best in the world. I'm the best shot stopper in the world, definitely. That's mm-hmm. my reason. Yeah, so... Me, for um, me... Oh, do you want to go there and stuff? Yeah, I'll go straight after him. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on then. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with um, Hamza on this one, yeah, because I think Old Black has been ridiculously good, um, and he's been consistently doing it over the years. So you know, even this year, like we've not had like you know with all the stuff going on, but he's still been solid. That's what you have to always understand. He's still been solid. But if apart I, from against Bayern Munich that time, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, quite a few against Bayern Munich that day. But then the same thing, like I, I it's it's a debate between uh, newer and uh, all black. But I choose all black, um, all black, um, for that reason. Um, and obviously, if you people out there going for De Gea, is I think he's had the worst season uh, in a, in a United shirt, if you ask me, with the mistakes he's made, the calamitous mistakes he's made. Uh, how could you even mention De Gea's name in this conversation? So, um, you, the 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 way he's, he's, he's made some brilliant brilliant saves this season. I just I've just got to add that he's, he's made some great saves. On form, on form, he's the best shot stopper in the world. Oh, on on form, yeah, on form, you, you can uh, you know make I don't know. Uh, well, we've seen know, he's proved it. He's yeah, proved we can't it. we can't just say on form because any, on any form, keeper on United form. United keeper, yeah, the world's best keeper. It doesn't matter. You know exactly. I, can I can say Saf. I can say Saf on four. My goals is. Yeah, no, you can't. I'm going to stop you right there, man. I'm just yeah, going to tell you who my goalkeeper is. And yeah, I'm not going to discuss his name any further. I'm just going to say his name, and then Saf can go next. And my goalkeeper is David De Gea. That's it. So it's a two-two De Gea and Oblak. Go on, Saf. Yes, it's Oblak for me then. Oblak. Simple as then. Go on, and who are we putting in defence? Who is the one defender in the world you want to have? Five a side. Harry Maguire. This season, I, 
Oh, Ariff, you're just going to be a Man United guy. No, no, I'm, time, I'm, aren't jo- you? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, thought, I thought we meant to pick a good five. Both your choices so far. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's not. That's not. <laughs> I think. I think for defender, we've got two choices. Either we go for like that sort of big Van Dyke centre back kind of person, or we go for more of like a Alfonso Davis kind of quick kind of defender, like a full back kind of defender. So it's what. What would you prefer in your team? That's the thing. Can I say who I'm going for? Go for it. You start. Uh, Apamecano, however you say his name. Apamecano. For me, the one that got yeah. ruined by Rashford last week. Oh look, you know, you, every defender is going to get, will have those kind of moments. But for me, imagine him at the back on a five-a-side team. He turns like even on a full-side eleven pitch, the guy turns into a winger, midfielder. So I've seen it. I've seen him play up top against Man United. Like I think on a five-a-side pitch, this guy will be spraying those balls about. Threading those balls through and defending, so definitely for me at the back, no doubt. And he's going to be a United player next transfer window as well, well in the summer anyway. I'm going to go with Van Dijk. Oh, he's just a rock at the back, and you know, see what he's done for Liverpool. He's single-handed. He's literally one of the Premier League with his world-class defending. And how oh, dare you have a scouser in your team? Well. It's hard, isn't it? Like, you know, he's... It's hard to leave he, him out. Yeah. Uh, mm. Name any yeah, other for defender. Me, for me, he's going to have to be Van Dijk as well. You can't deny it. You know, he's he's, pro- he's the best defender in the Prem at the moment. By far. You can't... You can't, can't you, not you, him. Imagine him. Like, I can't see anyone getting past him. You know what I mean? He's got, the, he's got that recovery pace as well. Is that one that you'll just try and tackle and he'll just body you off? It's like basically Aaron versus Fish at Friday Night Football. Aaron will just body him into the wall. Not being disrespectful, but, again, there, but it's just the fact that he'll just go again, bang and then he'll just go fly. Let's not, bring up, let's not bring up last night's FNF. Last night? The other night's FNF. The last oh, okay. FNF. Mate, I wasn't even there, there and I know it happened. That's how, that's how mad it is. The... the, the Eight eight goal deficit. That's what I'm, mate, that's mate. What I'm going to leave at. They had they had a full time keeper in goal. That's what I'm going to say. Anyway, guys, finish your teams off. Yeah. So go on, Saf, who you got? even even though you conceded seven to Villa, but it's Villa at the end of the day. Yeah. Only Watkins, Watkins and Grealish and the boys. Yeah. Wait, how many goals did you guys concede in the last two games? How many goals did you score in the last two games? <laughs> Look, we're not we're not talking about Man United. Here. We're talking about you know the the t- title charging Aston Villa, according you know according to some people. She only have this podcast for like top fourteen teams, you know, in the Prem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, top fourteen? Are you the top four? Yeah. Are you top the top 14. four? Top oh, 14. top fourteen. Oh, top fourteen. Now. What happened? What happened to the title charge though? We've got a game in hand. Right, well, we we keep going off track, man. Let's oh, where are we at? Go on, sir. Uh, Who's your defender? Yeah, for for me, I was gonna say Virgil Van Dijk as well. Um, Simple. Clearly, as. because because of that because of that reason, like he's literally a tank at the back, and uh, uh, someone mentioned recovery, and because he's like big and you know he's tall and that he can recover ground, no business, no man business. So. Um, it was either him or I'd have like a Alfonso Davis style defender. But I mean, if if I obviously if you if you're running forward, it's going to be hard for you to come back. I mean, on a five-a-side pitch, you can do it. But 
Same, you know, um, Adam Van Dyke. After a full time sports analysis. I've got a quick shout to put in there. So FNF, well, like FNF, where five aside, there's no red cards or yellow cards. Just put Ramos in there. <laughs> yeah, you could do. Go for the hats. That's Pull your own fouls. Go on, mid, midfielders. Who are you saying? Could I have two midfielders or two strikers? Two midfielders. Two, two midfielders. Go on. Yeah. Um, who's going first? Kevin I'd, De Bruyne. Like to, I'd like to say De Bruyne, and I'd like to say what's he going for? De Bruyne's in there for me. He's got to be. Insane talent. He'll be just spraying the balls left, right, and centre, and be shooting from long range. Easy. Um, I'm going to go with Paul Pogba. The reason I'm going with Paul Pogba is I think Paul Pogba in a five-side pitch will absolutely tear it up. I don't think any any one of you could disagree with me there. I think the way he'd keep up keep the ball, um, his strength, maybe budding people left, right, front, centre. Paul Pogba is definitely getting into my five-side team. Um, do you want me to pick a second one as well? Go for it. It's going to have to be Go Bruno Fernandes. Oh my God, uh, this is a man. The reason player. being is we're going to have high intensity. The guy's going to be chasing people down. Still going to be threading those balls through. It's going to be a great United link up. So those are my two midfielders, boys. Go on, Saf. Who's your two midfielders? No, I'll let you go this time. That's fine. I said De Bruyne, but I'm happy to... I'm open for suggestions. I could easily go for like a Bernardo Silva, like a silky type of midfielder. Silky winger who will just literally go through everyone like he always does. Could always go for another brutish like Paul Pogba in the midfield, just taking on people. Even someone like a Tony Cruz just spraying the ball about again with Kevin De Bruyne just tiring out the opposition. That's how it works with us as well. When me and Salim are in the same team, we'll just play around the, the defence and it just works well. Tie them out and win 8-6, 10-6, whatever it is. Is it, uh, by the way, is this uh, just Premier League or is it the world? It's the world. We did World 11. Well, I'll actually end the prep. No, 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 I was going to say because it quickly changed from the world to Premier League. Um, I know, I know. I was thinking Premier League is sick talent. Yeah, I'll go for my two midfielders then. So it has to be KDB, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Arif's already laughed in bit. It has KDB. to be Super Jack next to him. It has to be Super Jack. <laughs> Yeah, that's my are you, are you, are you going to give you a reason, reason why you're having Jack Grealish in there when you've got so much options out there in front of Jack Grealish? Like, if we're talking world, he's not in the top 10. So, Is that the why have you... that said Paul Pogba would boss the five-side pitch? Has even gone 100% with, goal oh, 100% with if, if we're being <laughs> logical, if we're speaking in terms of technicalities, Paul Pogba is... For me, he's the top three midfielders for a five-side team. What? I don't, what? Think, I don't think. But I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Pogba's had three <laughs> good games in a row. United. <laughs> Look, you know we're talking about five-side here. We're not talking about eleven-side. And if you, if you if you use your logic, you know, and you know football, and there's some of you here, you know football as well. You know that Paul Pogba will absolutely bust it on a five-side pitch. You basically skills, you've never seen him protecting perform, the though. ball, bodying. May you be able to do all of that? The, the way I'm seeing, the way I'm seeing it. Sorry, just the way I'm seeing it is, I'm seeing us five against those five. Like, who would you not want to play against? Like, I know for a, you a don't fact, want to be. You don't want to be playing against Paul Pogba on a five-side pitch. You don't. No, hundred percent. Like, be late. Anyway. You don't want. You don't want to play against him. You absolutely do not want. You know, are you going to get the? Who's going to get the ball off Paul Pogba? Tell me. Other than I don't know, Traore for Wolves. 
you're you're definitely not. I mean, let's start with Devish, but um, like, is, who's get, who's getting the ball off him? Who's getting is, the ball off him? No, is, it, it you give him the ball. The ball's sticking. Thing is, it depends which ball Pogba turns up. We know. Yeah, seventy percent of the time. Seventy percent of the time, we always get the you know lazy Paul Pogba jogging about, not even showing a hundred percent effort. I mean, we saw that yesterday against Arsenal. He was, he was terrible. If we get the other side of Paul Pogba, uh, the Paul Pogba we see for France and sometimes for Man United, then obviously he's unstoppable on the farther side pitch. And on that basis, I'm going to tell you my two midfielders. One is Kevin De Bruyne, and the other is Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, really I, might well you, uh, I might as well tell you the rest of my team now. My striker is Harry Kane. Harry Kane, bottom corners is so sick. I will agree with you, but I'm choosing someone else for mine. But he just he's goes been, for the bottom corners all the time. He's a He just he just scores goals for fun as he'll well. Be, he'll be too, he'll be too static on a five side pitch for me. Just he won't be mobile enough. Great finisher. If if he gets a chance, he'll score. But you want someone who'll be able to be a lot more agile. But it's your choice. My team. So my team's yeah. done. So, so I'll go for because I said Kevin De Bruyne, and I'm still waiting for that second midfielder. But for me, it's second midfielder. I've got Kevin De Bruyne. I'm not going to go for Pogba. I reckon I go for someone like. I I wrote, I go for two strikers actually. We can change it like that. Should I go for? Tri- so we're doing six aside now. No, just like five. But I'm I'm adding Messi in, and I'm going to add Lewandowski in. The cliches. You can't play Messi in a midfield role. Yeah, my midfield will be K- KDB as well. Like, you know, in the Premier League, just look at the way he passes the ball. No one can do it. Name a player that can do it. So, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. Someone yeah, mute this guy, man. <laughs> Who's got the power to mute this guy? You, you asked the question. You no. asked the question. You're being Max Kellerman here. Don't be Max Kellerman. You need to be Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Bro, KDB, yeah, I'm saying his vision, no one has got his vision. The way he passes the ball, yeah, he's like, he sees from a third, third person's view. Like, he, he can see from anywhere. So, if you've got a top top striker at the end of that ball, I, can I just give can I just give you a stat? Can I just give you a quick stat? So 2019-20 and the 2020s. This is this is Premier League, so it's an official stat. So obviously uh, Bruno Fernandez joined in the January transfer window, as we all know. Um, he had 14 appearances and he made seven assists. Kevin De Bruyne had 35 appearances and he made 13 assists. So, I mean, you yeah, can do so, the math. There's not much of a difference. But no, but them. you're forgetting the part. You like, know, De Bruyne gets the, the pass before the assist a lot, actually. Pre-assist. Huh? Which is, like, overlooked. You know, the pass before the assist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, of course. Yeah, but there, I mean, like, that, you have to consider like, that. Yeah, we, we have to consider. But, like, in terms of, if we're looking at the stats right here, there's not a big difference between them in terms of the no. numbers. We'll see at the end of the so, season. So, oh, so, it's not so, looking so, good at the moment, but... So if so if a player if a professional player has one game he has one shot on goal and scores one goal he has a hundred percent record and then that's it for the the, the season finishes. clinical clinical David yeah. Nugent for England he played one game he scored one goal and then he never played again for England hundred percent record 
hundred percent. Clinical. Take your chances. You know what I mean. But anyway, he wasn't done that team. Let's finish this up. Oh um, yeah. So uh, striker. Got to put Ronaldo there. I don't know how. There's been some of you who've done a team with Cristiano Ronaldo not in there. Like you got. He's got to be that. That ends my team. So you've got David De Gea in goal. Upon I can't say his name. The back. Upon upon him upon him I can't even say his name. Man. Say Deo. Um, upon Macano. Okay, Deo. You you got Bruno Fernandez and Pogba in the midfield. Going to actually be bossing it. And you got Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, so it's like a apart from upon him upon You've got a Man United future and Man United past. You've got a past, a present, brilliant. and a future. Like you there just said. Go. Oh, there you go. Well, it's, it's a present because oh, uh, it's, it's, it's a present because it's because the goat's still on loan, isn't he? He's out on loan. <laughs> he's going to come back like the last ten years. He'll be back. He'll be back. I'll go for my. I'll go for my forward. So for me, it was a tight one for Aguero. Mm. But it has to be it has to be CR seven. There's no debate on that. Oh, I don't even need to give the reasons why, but the record speaks for itself. Go on, name I your team. Thought you were going to say something else then. So, what was your full team? Oh, so it was uh, up black in net, and then it was VVD at the back, then De Bruyne with Super Jack captain, and then the goal up front. Goal. We've all oh. missed that opportunity of putting Ronaldo and Messi together. But yeah, mine was what? Oblak, no, Van Dyke. We haven't seen it. We'll never know. So it's like Oblak, Van Dyke, Kevin De Bruyne, Messi, Lewandowski. The cliche one. Yeah, my, my, mine would have been, mine would have been uh, replace Lewandowski with Messi, uh, Ronaldo. Mm. Yeah. See, now you guys are talking about Ronaldo. People are just I, up and put Ronaldo in. No, 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 no. It's, just, it's just one of those ones, you know. Vish. The thing is, the thing is, I've regarded Ronaldo as the best player in the world many times. You can't, you can't deny that fact. But he's not the best ever. He's not the best ever. Yeah, he hasn't won, you know, five Ballon d'Ors yet for no reason. You know, what I'm saying you can't just win that for no reason. But all it is is uh, uh, can we, can we, can we move this on, please? So we've already got like a series of Ronaldo and Messi coming in the near future. We can just carry on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna end it. With I'm just gonna end it. Don't let him end it. Don't let him end it. Don't let him. Come on, boys. Let's move on. Let's move on. So next, next. We need to eliminate bias. So Vish, say your team in full. Just so David De Gea, Virgil Van Dijk, Bruno Fernandez, Kevin De Bruyne, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Take Harry Kane out. Take Harry Kane out. We'll put all of these on our Instagram page so you can vote and see which one you prefer for everyone who's listening. I think I've got the best team to be fair, but you'd be happy with all of them, in honesty. You missed the talk how we were just having about how we coped in lockdown and how we didn't cope in lockdown. And again, you're someone that's moved away as well from the local area where we're playing football in Birmingham. Back up north. Bradford before, but okay. Okay. No, I think I don't know. It was it was a weird time because I remember the last game we kind of played and um, there was so much uncertainty. As to when like the next game was, yeah, it was really hard because pretty much every week I just look forward to FNF. You know, like Friday night, you just know, no matter how good or bad the week's gonna be or has been, you just know you're gonna meet up at Star City. I'm probably gonna be five minutes late, but I'm gonna win all three games. Well, that's 20. how it was basically. And for the record, <laughs> you yeah. live closest out of most of us. Yeah, well, yeah, so I, I don't know. know I live closest to Star City as well, so I'm always the always last one there. He literally uh, leaves his house by the time we kick off, man. Yeah, you know how it is. But no, it was it was really hard in lockdown, like not being able to play football. Like 
it's like the longest break I've ever had from football in my whole life, probably. Um, but yeah, I found like new things to do. I started like running or something in the park, and then I was like training with one of my mates from like a social distance yeah. and stuff like that. You used to doing long balls across the park. Is that social yeah, distance? Long yeah, like, <laughs> no, nah, we were doing like you know like drills and sort of. No, I saw like you with a hair, I, I saw you with a new haircut every week, man. Where you where are you getting your haircuts? I didn't. I only, I only had one haircut, and that's when the barber was open. Oh, there's one that my mum did. She did a good fade for me. She did a skin fade for me. You're looking fresh as a peeled potato, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sal, going back to what we were talking about, you ended up joining your local team in Yorkshire in Zabatli. So how has the change been from going from five-a-side to playing 11-a-side? Because even from back when we were working together two, three years ago, you said you always wanted to do like a proper 11-a-side Sunday league thing. So how's that been going yeah, for you? Yeah, yeah, it was it was always a dream to play eleven aside, but because um, obviously I watched so much football, I played loads of like five aside and stuff. Always beating Arif on FIFA or Raheel, whoever you want to mention. And uh, yeah, I've always wanted to play eleven, and it just never happened. I wish I started from a young age, but it was quite tough at start. You know, pre-season friendlies and stuff, more like positionally and where to be, and it's a completely different game to five aside, but. Season's been quite good. I've enjoyed it so far. When did you begin training again? Uh, So training kind of started in the summer. I'd probably say like July, August time, something like that. And then, yeah, we had a couple of friendly matches and then the season started before we knew it. Brilliant. And what position do you play on the 11 side pitch? So I'm sort of like, I play like the left centre mid role. I've lost my voice from yesterday still, but I could play left wing, right wing. In the ten, anywhere really. So you can play as a trapatista then. Yeah, yeah, basically, I got the chance. Good man. So how is it um, playing in without us in a way? I'm going to be blunt about it because again, you we play every other Friday night, and you've got your new teammates, probably some ones you've known from again yesteryear from when you were living in Dewsbury and Batley in Yorkshire. But what's it like changing from a fiver side to an eleven side? Do you feel more tired? Do you have to train differently? How does it work for you? I think even like different fiber sides, like in Birmingham, like with different people or like anywhere, any game I've ever played, like no two, no two games are the same. That's the one thing you kind of find out. So you have to adapt your game every single week. Like every different game you play, you adapt. Like an FNF style of play is different to like, like some of your other mates. Like me and Arif play with like some of Raheel's family on a Sunday night and it's a completely different game. Like the level can be similar, but the way you play is different. So yeah. I think every game's different in that sense. No, that's fantastic. And what do you reckon you'll be doing with Inter Batley this season? Are you in any competitions? Are you in a league, or is it just ever ever friendly? Because... No, so so, so we're in the league, we're in the league, and the top two teams get promoted. Okay. Uh, the first team's like a stat pad team, so they they've like played seven one seven kind of thing. Mm. So they're definitely going to get promoted. There's no playoffs, so I think I think we probably have to stay in the league this season, and then next season we we'll probably win it. I reckon. I reckon that could be, yes, something that's doable as well. And the fact that I know how you play and I know how many people of our generation like to play in that kind of way as well. Because it's it's what we've grown up with. Because looking back, I know you talk about track wheelish religiously. This is like, you always mention him and you you still need to pay us a pound for every time you mention Jack Grealish. But who else would you model your game on in terms of, again, playing as a number 10 or playing as a winger? Playing as a number eight, basically. Who would you say you model your game on when you're playing? Oh, there's no one else. That's it. 
just Jack Grealish. There's no one else. Just that. That's it, yeah. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. But no, that's just it. thanks. It's just that. I, I would, I would, I would second that. To be honest, um, obviously, playing with him, I would. I mean, he spends. He, he does get put put down to the floor quite a lot. As Jack, Jack Grealish does, um, I, I would I would second that. I, I would definitely second that. Look, obviously nowhere near as good, but he's, he's, the style is definitely very similar. Same. Let's mold. take a guess and see what he's going to say. What? Let's take second, a guess. And see what what second he's going to give that? No, no. So I would second that in terms of I agree with him. It's just oh, an okay. agreement. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. I thought he was going to say, uh, "Being your thing." Pay attention, I mate. <laughs> Pay attention, mate. That's got me thinking now. If we could analyse each of us, who would you say we base our games on? So let's say, for example, I could say Arif uh, plays like a Romelu Lukaku. I was just <laughs> about to say that. I mean... Nah, I wouldn't say that. I think I think Arif's better on the ball than, like, than that. I think there's more <laughs> nah, to his game. I mean, I, mean I, I, I think about scoring a lot. But playing, like I said last week, playing with Rahil's, playing with Rahil's a lot, I, I, I can't do that nowhere near as much. Because mm. if you just keep shooting, they, you, you just you, you get terrorised. So um, I actually enjoy passing the ball around a lot more now. So I don't know. I don't like to compare myself to players. You know me. I'm, I miss I'm, that. I miss that era of you passing around as much. I clearly uh, left at the wrong time. You, you probably did, yeah. So, no, it's the, transition, it's the transition period now is coming down into the field, like you know, it's controlling the game more, isn't he? Definitely. Yeah, I I found that surprising that day I played with him as well. He was like part of the build-up play, something I've not really seen before. But he's good at it, so he should just keep doing it, in my opinion. One thing Arif needs to improve on though is um, his vision, because um, obviously he's got some next level vision that if he's on the other side of the pitch, he can see. Like the ball's gone in the box and somebody's had a shot. Um, I think he just needs to visit a proper opticians because you know, <laughs> like the whole the whole pitch is saying it's not the ball's not in the box. But Arif from all the way on the other side of the pitch will say, "Oh, it's in the box." So, if, we're, if, you're, if, if you're if you're referring to F and F the other night, um, we had very capable players from my team on that side who called it, and I just simply agreed with them. I wasn't, uh, you know, and I'm very capable people, by the way. So that's, I was just agreeing with him. It's, it's not just, it's just not just that night. It's like me and many nights where you just like. I, th- it I think this is this is more of a private conversation, Rich. Don't you think? I think you've got a few <laughs> things you want to get off your chest, so we'll probably just leave this one for after the Zoom call. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Let's move on. Boxing match. <laughs> I wanted to do a little segment to end our not end our show, but just have five minutes just talking, just coming up. A young player coming up, which again is not the cliche FIFA 21 career mode guy that everyone buys and everyone will be like, oh yeah, I know this guy from FIFA 21 or whatever. I haven't got FIFA 21, the football manager, but I just figured it's, it's, it's not going to be Mbappe, is it? It's going to be Alfonso Davies. No, nah, it's not. It's not. Everyone knows about these people. But I just wanted to. I had one person in mind from Inter Milan, but I was saving for next week because I want this to be a weekly thing. But because yesterday or the day before. There was an English teenager called Yunus Musa, who actually scored for Valencia. And he became the youngest English scorer for the La Liga League, basically, which I thought was quite fascinating. Someone coming from the Arsenal Academy, someone growing up in the USA with Ghanaian, English and American heritage, 
and he grew up in Italy at the same time. So he grew up speaking Italian, grew up speaking English, and he's only 18 years old as well, which is insane. And he's 2-2 in the game Valencia played yesterday, which I thought was... It's the, it's the Jaden Sancho effect, isn't it? You've got people... It's good to see people just taking the, taking the jump now, going abroad and becoming the players they can be. Before Jaden Sancho, I don't think you, you really saw that. Um, like youngsters going there because you'd have youngster. If, if I was youngster before Jaden Sancho, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not, I don't want to go abroad because it, it's, there's no example of it working. What if I go there and I completely flop? I'd rather stay here and not get as many games and be a decent player rather than getting games and being a great player. So that's good to see, man. It was one good of those. England. Yeah, definitely is. Because there's something that, as a kid, you just see David Beckham, Michael Owen, Jonathan Woodgate going to Real Madrid. But you'd think they have to be at the biggest club to be a success. Yeah. But Jadon Sancho has broken that barrier down. And I can't wait to see more of him. Because Reese Nelson from Arsenal went to Hoffenheim in Germany. Yeah. And I thought he'd be great to stay there. And now he's just a fringe player at Arsenal. I thought he was Jaden fantastic. San- yeah. Jadon Sancho, another one that got away, man. Mm. And look at the prices they get quoted as well. But just a bit more on Musa. We just want to just talk about how, again, just born in 2002. So it's just the fact that he's still 17, 18 years old as a centre midfielder. He says he bases his game on Pogba as well. There's a couple of interviews that I watched from him recently. I thought it was quite good. It's a great player to compare himself to. No, he said it himself, so it's fine. But and wait, in, in La Liga this season, Paul Pogba or the other Pogba could be confirmed. He could probably become better than the Paul Pogba. You never know. But he's, he classes himself as a leader. He's had seven appearances this season and a goal from yesterday as well. And next week they're playing Real Madrid in the league. So for anyone listening, that could be something to watch: Valencia v Real Madrid and see young now a young he, English talent. Is he start? Is he starting for them as well? Does he, he, started get, for, start... he started for them yesterday, I believe. Because okay. he scored in the first half. Mm. And it's just it's something you want to see. You want to see English talent break through. And mm. I remember growing up seeing Owen Hargreaves being our only overseas player before David Beckham. And you, you knew they got a different Great education. He's a fantastic player. Just injuries ruined him. Because mm. when people go abroad, they get a different football in education, which is fantastic to see. And it's not just English way is the best way and uh, Premier League is the best league in the world. Nice. But... It's, I'm glad that youngsters have been a bit more open and they're looking for the game time and not just looking for the, the fame of yeah. the Liverpool kind of thing. The, the other thing is that I think it's uh, it's not spoken about enough. Now, like, as you mentioned, like, you know, you have, first you had the David Beckhams and that, but they were, they were like the superstars of football back then. Like, you know, so... England captain, would, definitely was. Yeah, England captain. And big clubs yeah, generally would go for the big, big, like, stars. Um but then you, you look at players like Jaden Sancho, you've, you've had that, um, I forgot his name, he's from Birmingham City uh, Football Club. He he's Bellingham. To, uh, yeah, yeah, him. He's moved to... I think, I think Ray Hill got that printed on his top. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jude Bellingham, that was the one. He went to Dortmund. Birmingham City legend. And, um, yeah, you know, the, I, I think what happens is that these young, these young talents... When they're at big clubs, so like, say, uh, Jadon Sancho was at Manchester City or, you know, you've got young talents at, say, Manchester United or even Chelsea, you know, if there's already an established player in that position, they won't get a chance. And that's the sad thing about it because they don't get enough time to express their skills and qualities. So if they do move abroad, they go to a league and they're already top talents like, say, Jadon Sancho, 
And when they get the ball to their feet and they're playing regular football, they're gonna start. They're gonna start killing it. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna make you know uh, players look like uh, sticks in the ground. Well, well, I'll say that Manchester United are one of the very few rare examples that if you are good enough as a young player, you'll get into the team. I mean, we can give we can give quite a few examples of Manchester United producing great young talent. I mean, we're probably the yeah, kind of we're probably the standard. We're probably the standard when it comes to producing young players. But Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, you know, I mean, these two are getting games in week in week out, and they're great players too. Um, so, if I, I do believe, if you are good enough, you can get an opportunity. But some clubs are just better at doing it than others. I'm just going to say on the, on the flip side, um, what I've learned on the scouting course is uh, the player will grow up playing a certain way. So let's say. Uh, Musa grew up a certain way, the Arsenal way. But when he went from like, let's say, he was 16 at the time or 17 at the time he went to Valencia, it wasn't the right way to play at Arsenal. Because again, like Saf said, there's many people in the way, but it's what the manager wants, it's what the academy manager wants, mm. what the reserve manager wants. But Musa was above his time. He'd be playing as a 14-year-old in the under-16s, in the under-18s, sometimes even captaining them as well. It's just the fact that you've always got to please a certain manager, a certain coach to make sure you're fitting into their team because it could easily have worked both ways for Paul Pogba when he was at Man United he could have fit perfectly into Sir Alex Ferguson's team but he didn't but he came back into a Jose Mourinho team and it's the same with a lot of players going forward didn't Nemanja, work for him then either but... Nemanja Matic was an attacking midfielder originally at Chelsea they sold him he went to Benfica and then he came back as a defensive midfielder because it's the type of player they needed and it was just something that you you live and you learn but I think the other thing is with young players like these days, a lot of managers are under pressure to get results. So they, they're like sort of hesitant or reluctant to take a risk on like, you know, throwing in that youngster. I think that's another factor as well. Yeah. You lose like four or five games and you can lose your job. So it's, it's a bit of a risk as well. That's the only thing. But as a young player, you should just sort of try and get your game time elsewhere, you know, on loan in the championship or abroad somewhere. And get those games under your belt. Because Saf, you're a Chelsea fan. So who would you say out of all the youngsters Lampard's brought in? Who would you say would be there in, in five years' time? So again, the man. I'm not going to name them to help them out. So let's see if he knows any of them. Um, so what, was, what was the question? I was rudely interrupted. You know how Lampard's been like the only, one of the few Chelsea managers to bring through the youth? Out of all the youth players brought through, who would you say would be there in five years' time? Let's say if Lampard doesn't keep his job and there's a new manager in charge. Great in five years' time, uh, you see nowadays, you, I don't, I don't think Mason Mount will be there because uh, I don't, I think, I think, I think he's going to reach a point in a couple of years and then straight down. That's if Lampard gets, uh, uh, you know, the sack for whatever reason, um, because uh, Lampard's basing his game around the way Mason Mount plays, which I don't think is right, um, because apparently Mason Mount is a similar type of player. Um, the, but I prefer Hudson Odoi style, you know, attacking going forward. Even though he hasn't developed fully, I'd prefer his style. I don't see him staying either. That's the thing because Chelsea is, uh, you know, uh, a brutal club. They're they're known for you know loaning out their players. That's how they make their money. That's how they do their business. But uh, to be honest, five years is a long time for any player to stay at Chelsea. To be honest. You know, like there's players that were on loan for most of their career from Chelsea. Lucas Piazon, Marco Marin, 
they have literally have like their own squad of loanees going out all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's going to join that club, or he's in that club. club man, the job yeah. club. Um, you know, and uh, since since two thousand, there's no club that has uh, won more trophies than Chelsea. Um, that's yeah, trophies all get, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, to get that one. Just, there. You, you still haven't answered the question, it. Saf. I asked you about the academy. <laughs> he does, it doesn't answer. That's why. The Wait, what was the question? I told you what twice. Of all the academy players Lampard's brought through, so from the academy to the reserves, who would you keep? Who do you think would be staying in five years' time? Let's say, for example, if Lampard doesn't keep his job. So for this me, I would say I would say Fikayo Tomori would, and I love the guy. I think he's fantastic. That, my, my, answer, my answer was there. I don't I don't see any of them, any of them to be honest. You don't see any of them. No Tammy Abraham any, either. Not not because not because they no Tammy Abraham. I, I don't see him going to uh, staying there for for too long either because. There'll come a time where he won't get game time. Because even not, now they're playing Werner as another left forward, yeah, put left it winger. This way, put, it, put it this way: he's not, he's not a, uh, a DDA Drogba. Yeah, I don't think he ever will get to that height, and he's not a Diego Costa. So where do you put him? You put him as a Tammy Abraham. I see him there for another say year, and in that year he's going to struggle to get game time because of Werner coming in and you know these kind of players, but. Uh, personally, you ask the question, "Oh, do you see anyone there for five years?" Unless you're an exceptional talent, yeah, like you know Hazard or someone. Um, nah, nah. No. Forget you said Tomori. Tomori is a very good player. Sorry, sorry. I keep forgetting forgetting this guy, Reese James. Reese James is a top talent. I pr- I think he will stay there for over five years. Brilliant. We'll leave it there for tonight. One thing we need to discuss um, before we just sign out, just for two minutes, is the results of the weekend. Um, I remember Sal talking about the F and F results, where it's ten two to me. No, no, he's talking about two, 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 no, no. I'm not talking about that. Okay. That, that's history, mate. That's history. All right. All right. Um, that's history we want to forget as well. Um, <laughs> what was the Aston Villa score? I missed it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 I, I, I forgot about. Oh, should, should I Google it? What was the yeah, score? What was the score? I can't remember. Do <laughs> you want to help him out? I think he needs some help. I think it was 4-3 uh, to Southampton. 4-3 oh, yeah. It was 4-1 at one point. It was 4-1 at 4-3, 4-3 to Southampton, which is only one goal difference, bro. Come on. Same yeah, amount as Arsenal. I mean, you have to, you have to, you're going to break the result down. What, it was like two free kicks that were exactly the same. One lucky goal from Ings. Set piece concerning. So, yeah. Concerning. James Ward Bessemer. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd be concerned if I was you, Sal. Well, we're still above you. You know, the week before. Cool. I mean, that's the only result we wanted to discuss. So, I think that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Great so, podcast. Speak to you all soon. So, yeah, just to confirm before we sign off, we are on Instagram, we are on Spotify, and today we're on Apple Music, which is fantastic. So, we're actually getting a bit it's more a out there. Time. It did take a time, Apple. But yeah, we're going to hope to keep this a weekly thing and we're hoping, hoping to get some guests on soon. And again, it will be something that I 100%. believe we're all enjoying so far. So thank you again, everyone. Stay Anyone safe. else got anything to say? Are we all good? Stay safe. Uh, I've just got a quick one. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, I hope that this, I hope that we can all get back to football ASAP and I hope this lockdown doesn't last too long. Oh, I agree. No, I love it. I, I agree. Love this game. I agree. Yeah. Same. I agree. Take care, boys. See you later. Thank you for listening.
Bye. Peace out. Bye. Peace. Bye.